Now, the African Growth and Opportunity Act allows sub-Saharan African countries preferential access to U.S. markets. The 20th U.S. SSA Agoa Forum is set to kick off on Thursday, looking at ways to accelerate economic cooperation and trade. Kenny Fichel, who's CEO of Standard Bank, CIB, joins us with a preview of that summit. Good afternoon, Mr. Fichel. Thank you for your time, sir. Well, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Rotando. Um, I'm keen, uh, Kenny, to probably start off by reflecting on AGOA from inception to date. Uh, you know, how beneficial has uh, this trade agreement been for Sub-Saharan Africa? AGOA has been extremely useful for uh, Sub-Saharan Africa in that it has enabled a number of firms to be able to export their goods into the U.S. market. Just looking at the statistics for 2022, just under 10 billion US dollars worth of exports were sold uh, into the US by African companies. That's a massive uh, achievement and that signified a rebound from the lows of the COVID years. If one looks at the specific sectors, the automobile sector in South Africa is a massive exporter into the US and that sector benefits by having access into that uh, sort of market. If you look at the smaller countries who are producing apparels and textiles, they are also benefiting hugely, having been able to export around $1.5 billion into the U.S. And there's still massive scope for growth uh, for those countries. And all of these figures that I'm quoting relate to 2022. And if one then looks at the potential of expanding further exports, widening the scope to cover more countries were included in Agoa, as well as increasing the volumes. There's no doubt that this is hugely beneficial to African economies and would also help us to modernize our own production and improve the quality of our goods. Kenny, there's a conversation around an improved Agoa. The word improve is rather opaque. I'm keen to get your thoughts here. Of course, we've just spoken to volumes, for instance, and modernization of our, of our industries. But what would an improved Agoa look like for Africa and maybe even for the U.S.? I think there are different elements that one have, uh, will, will have to look at. I think the first is that uh, clearly an extension for a minimum of 10 years would be extremely useful because for countries to be able to invest in their production capacity, to invest in improving the quality of their product as well as to set up the necessary marketing and distribution networks into the U.S. market, you need that certainty of uh, duration uh, of the agreement and clearly would want to see that being put in place as this one comes to an end. I think second is also about ensuring that uh, some of the conditionality are aimed at uh, focusing largely on the quality of the cost, the economic impact on South Africa, quality of the standard from a U.S. perspective. We, of course, acknowledge that any country that is opening its market up for foreign uh, sort of uh, inputs, they will also want to see certain rules being abided by that are in keeping with their own uh, policy sort of uh, imperatives. And we accept that that would be the case. But some of these roles can be too onerous when viewed from an African perspective. But we leave that to government delegations to engage on, and hopefully an appropriate deal even on those will be agreed to. We think that from an African point of view, there's a lot that we need to do ourselves. Firstly, the standardization of our own policies 
and macroeconomic environment so that as the U.S. interacts with Africa, it does not have to negotiate with multiple countries with different rules and different requirements. And this then links to the value that the African continental free trade area can actually bring to the fore. That harmonization of roads, uh, which must also lead to the development of the infrastructure for Africa to be able to move these goods to the requisite market. There is no point in producing goods, even if those goods are at high level of quality, if we can't move them because of all the logistics bottlenecks that we have in many of our African countries. But by having a guaranteed off-taker makes the investment in the logistics network worthwhile because you know that there's a market that you can send your goods to. So in many respects, there are practical things that ought to be done in Africa. There are things that relate to rules and the quality of the engagement between the governments, and both of those are absolutely required to make ACOA success well into the future. I need to also touch on the issue of financing here. We've seen the risk profile of the world at large change, Kenny, and I'm wondering how that feeds into the conversation around financing uh, moving forward um, and shared risk uh, possibly. And even, you know, as Standard Bank, uh, maybe specific products around blended finance, uh, for instance, that might, uh, you know, be topical over this period. We think finance overall is required to help with the modernization of African economies, sorting out infrastructural issues, helping companies to expand their production capacity. But when we engage with many of our clients who are exporting to the U.S., they tend to be large companies with strong balance sheets. They are well known by their customers in the U.S., and in the majority of cases, the type of trade instruments that you would ordinarily use when you deal with imports and exports are not necessarily utilized because of the quality of that relationship and the trust that already exists, which means then that our funding can be directed more to inventory management, directed more towards companies investing in the expansion of their own capacity and in some instances around working capital um, to deal with their day-to-day cash flow sort of requirement. And that we continue to do and to provide to our clients in the course of their day-to-day business. Remember that the clients who are exporting to the U.S. do not just sell to the U.S., they also produce for the local market as well as for other markets uh, throughout the world. And consequently, therefore, when we provide financial support to them, it is to them as an entity to enable their business growth overall, including then their ability to export to the American market. And that uh, partnership with our clients has been very, very productive. We operate in 20 African countries. We have supported some of the major exporters into the U.S., for example, five of the seven automobile manufacturers uh, in South Africa are banked by Standard Bank and we are actively supporting them and looking at ways through which we could expand or help them expand their own production capacity. But we have to deal with some of the internal constraints, including the logistics constraint, which is a huge hindrance to major exports and to the increase in the volumes that we're seeing today. Okay, it's all we have time for this afternoon, but I'd like to thank you so much for these insights. I'm very keen to see it all play out and a conversation on the back of it all. Thank you for your time this afternoon. That was Kenny Fitcher. He's CEO of Standard Bank CIB.